Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode or this episode is 55 of the PD Sports Podcast. As you can see, if you're watching on YouTube, that it is Dame and myself uh, once again here for another Premier League preview. Damo, how you going? Not bad, not bad. Thank you, mate. It's uh, another day to break down a few Premier League clubs. And uh, it just means it's another day closer to the season starting. Obviously, earlier start this year. Cannot wait. And, you know, we're inside a month till Premier League football is back. It's about two weeks now. Um, yeah. We're pretty close. So getting through these uh, previews pretty quick um, at the moment just to make sure that we can get them in before the season all starts. So we've got teams nine through to fifth from last season. So... Some really interesting talking points. And I think we sort of mentioned that the teams in the lower end, there's only so much that they can do in order to sort of push. But the teams that we're going to be talking about today, there's a lot on the line for a lot of these clubs. There's different yeah. challenges. There's some different um, expectations or some different ex- you know, different opportunities for some of these teams uh, in or this year in order to uh, really kick on, which is going to be interesting to talk about today. And there's already been a lot of um, movement and some of these clubs have started really strongly in the transfer market. Some others have uh, been a bit slower. So we've got plenty to go through. Heaps of other sport as well kicking about. We haven't even had a chance to really talk about the tennis at all, did we? With Kyrgios no. making the final, um, obviously not getting the result that we wanted. But I think well. he did play well. So we'll give him credit for that one. And we'll probably move straight on in today because I think this is going to be a very... Interesting episode. Um, before we do, make sure you get in the description of either the Spotify, Apple Podcast, or the YouTube video, and make sure you check out all the links in there. Links to both of our YouTubes and Twitch and Twitters and things like that are all uh, in the description, uh, regardless of where you're listening from. So, team that finished ninth last year was Brighton, and this is one of those teams that I think they've been building now for a couple seasons, and for them to be ninth. Uh, was a really good um, finish for Brighton. Uh, they've put some really good pieces together. Probably the biggest news out of Brighton is Basuma's departure. Um, that's probably the big big one for me. Uh, he was key to the way that they played last year, and I'm sure you probably agree uh, with that, that he was a key piece to that team. So for me and Brighton's success early days, it's going to be um, very much dependent on how they keep the rest of the core uh, together. We were talking about this today as well, weren't we? Another big key piece of theirs might be on the move to Man City in Cucurella. Yep. If they lose could Cucurella, be. then they're going to be in big trouble. They could be, but I think it all depends on one person they have brought in, and they have brought in a guy that I think, if he gets going in the Prem, is going to bang a lot of goals and end up at a top four club, and that's Nundav. And... Uh, I think he's going to be quite good up top. You know, Morpay gives him something, but not the clinical ability. Umdad brings him him that dogged ability, can bring the ball down into into play as well if they go direct. More importantly, though, his goal-scoring record in Belgium is ridiculous, and he comes into the Prem, and he's the sort of guy that you kind of like, you look at and you go, I know it's different from other leagues to the Prem, but when you come with that goal-scoring record... Yep. You kind of think he's going to do the business if given the opportunity. And I think the way that Brighton have been building, that's kind of been the missing piece for them to jump into that top seven sort of race. Yeah, They've always been on the peripheral, you know, on the can we finish ninth is the best we probably could do last year. So now they need to push on again. And hopefully Undav's that person from because I think the football Graham Potter plays is, is brilliant. Um, so it'd be interesting to see. For me, it's defensively how good they're going to be. Yeah. Because if they lose Cucurella, they could be in trouble. And I hope they're not. The Cucurella talks kind of have subsided a bit, but then it wouldn't surprise me if City just turned around and go, you know what, we want him now, so here's the money. And, yeah, so it'd be interesting to see where Brighton sit in that. But I think they are... They obviously need another midfielder as well. That's the other thing to replace Basuma. That that too. Whether they go experienced. That's probably the way I'd go, I think. For them, I would. To go with Mwepu. Um They've obviously got Trossard still, who I think had a better season last year. Um, and he's been building for a few seasons now. He played on you last year. I've just looked at uh, 
Undav's stats as well here. So two seasons ago, he played in the second division of Belgium. And in 26 games, scored 17 goals and got four assists. And then last season, 39 games, 26 goals and 12 assists. So 25, yeah, 25 years old, coming into a really good opportunity for him um, at the moment. He's played Bundesliga level. He's played for Union. Oh, no, that's Union SG, sorry, not Union Berlin. Yeah. So he's played sort of at differing levels in Belgium, which has been good. Um, he had a loan spell last year as well. So it's a bit weird. It says 2022 he had a loan spell. So um, I think he's just kicked on. I just want to see what happened here, but I can't really see, which is a bit annoying. But anyway, so he played three years at Union SG um, and the goals kept coming and coming and coming and, yeah, got to the first division and 12 and 8, 25 and 18, that's, you know, what they need. Morpay's going to do that work off the ball and create chances out of nothing and I think they'll actually play really well off each other and it might actually sort of get the Morpay that was at Brentford um, who had Ollie Watkins with him and Banrama and other guys that were there to score goals. So we might actually see um, more pay, maybe not be the same level of output. He might only get just a double-digit goals, but I think the work he'll do off the ball and without the ball is going to you know, create a lot of opportunities for Brighton. So I'm confident that they're a team that's going to be around about the same mark just because there's a few moving parts that have obviously changed and Lamptey's fitness... Um, also, um, another big one, yeah. Big question marks. I don't think he goes anywhere. Like, I don't think he's going to leave Brighton, so. but if they can get a full season of him fit, like we've seen him at his best, he's lightning, he's direct, he can whip a good ball in and create lots of problems for a lot of Premier League defences. So, there's, I agree. <laughs> so there's plenty of options, pardon me. Um, for Brighton, um, it's all dependent on one, does Potter stay, which he probably does at this point of preseason, um, yeah. and can they keep the rest of that core together? I think Mwepu started towards the back end of last season. He's someone that I really like um, as well, and he's going to have to step into that Basuma role uh, to support that midfield, and that's probably the big question mark for me is if they can get the midfield back solid and maybe tweaked a little bit, then I can't imagine them regressing, but whether they kick on heaps is uh, left to be desired, I think. I agree. And they need a midfielder. Um, if I was them, I would chase Oxley Chamberlain and Chamberlain. I think he would yeah. be really good in the middle of that part, bombing on up and down. But um, maybe that's maybe not a club where the Ox wants to go to. Uh, I think on, on top of that, they're a club that you always look at and expect them to do air. Yet they've gone underrated, I reckon, the last couple of years. Like we still think of them like nearly staying up. Yeah. Every year, but they definitely are oh, better, better than, than that. that. Now. I think if they, if they finish ninth again, they'll be happy. But I, I honestly can see a world if they get going, they could maybe push that the seventh mark. Yeah. And I know that might be a little bit whatever, but I just think because there's so many moving parts everywhere else in the league that if they just get stabilised. Right, yeah, they might might be there again. That they jump again, and that's not a bad thing as well. If they can be seven, eight, nine next year, or this season as well, it becomes more appealing because then people that are looking at it can see the track history. That yes, they've sold players. Yes, they've had a, you know different styles of play, and now they're really consolidated and they're not in relegation fights. Then it's going to attract players from those other European leagues to go. Yeah, I can actually commit to Brighton because I'm not worrying about I'll be going down. So I think for Brighton, it's can they replicate what they've done the last two seasons? If they can, then well done on a third, you know, crack at at mid-table and allow to strengthen. Even they're probably a team that needs to probably strengthen in in January. Like if the start of the season goes well for them, don't just rest on your laurels. Like that's where you need to bring one or two guys in, even if it's on loan, just to strengthen because that's what we know. Like I notice is these teams with smaller squads tend to just fall away a little bit uh, as the season kicks on. But for Brighton, I think we'll play it by ear with them. But I reckon, yeah, mid-table's probably the expectation, probably the reality, to be honest. And I'm sure any Brighton fan will probably take that straight away before the season starts. I'll bite your hand off. 100%. I'm just going to put it out there. Summer transfer signing on loan to Brighton in the middle of the park, Connor Gallagher after not getting enough games at Chelsea. In January? Yeah. Yeah, that'd be a good share. He'd probably end up back at Palace if that happened, but um, 
That's a great shout, think, though. Run the midfield. I think, Palace, I think Palace are set, though, in the middle of the park at the minute. So oh, I think sh- they know that Gallagher isn't coming back. That would make room for Gallagher, though, if that was the case. Yeah, but, but they're planning without think, him. Yeah, I think if Brighton uh, needed a midfielder come January, I don't think Conor Gallagher's going to get anywhere near enough minutes at Chelsea. So that could yeah, be a shout. It's a great shout, to be honest. Um, wonder he'd, if he'd go. Uh, obviously, the Palace-Brighton rivalry is pretty big, so I wonder if he'd... Yeah. Uh, See how loyal he was to Crystal Palace. But anyway, I think Brighton's probably the team here that we've got the least to talk about, to be honest. Um, yeah. This next four, there's a lot to to unpack. So if you are, if you're keen, make sure that you're listening along here. But we're going to kick straight off and we're going to Leicester. And this Get was... popcorn ready. This is one of the teams that I got completely wrong last year. They finished down in eighth. Um they were in the Europa League, and that's what a lot of people were forgetting. So, yes, they made the semi-final of the Conference League, but the reason they made it into the Conference League was because they didn't get out of a favourable group in the Europa League when things were going okay for them. So, this season for me is a real crossroads for Leicester. It can go one or two ways. They can either get back to competing for Champions League football because they had two years in a row of finishing fifth, um, and they really did throw it away those two years, uh, or Brendan's oh, yeah, first two okay. years. Um, they needed the bit of quality. They thought they got that bit of quality, and they fell short. And I think this year for me, it's going to be interesting to see, number one, how is, are they going to be defensively with Fafana back? He obviously missed all of last season, and I think that hurt them a lot, and Vestergaard wasn't the player... Like you can't expect Vestergaard to come in and be a Fafana. Like that was a bit unfair on him, and they didn't really replace that centre back depth. And they were always struggling. They were using Amadi for some time. I remember we had him in fantasy yeah. for quite a bit. Fantasy just to pick him, pick up points. Yeah, four four million to get a clean sheet. You know. Yeah. Um, I think there's areas of this Leicester squad though that are really strong. I feel like their fullback depth is really really good. Uh, with like Castagna Pereira. Um, and then they've got James Justin and Luke Thomas. So they've got four yep. really good fullbacks. I think they need to start using them a bit more aggressively. Um, obviously, in the middle of the park, you're looking. I think that's where they struggle the most is how do they get the best out of Ndidi, Madison. I mean, Barnes plays more on the wing, but I think like they go, they're going between a three and a two a lot. So there's games where Madison plays as an eight like a Liverpool-style eight, and then there's games where he plays in the 10, and there's just a lot of movement from Brendan. I think he needs to just pick how they want to play because I've seen him play 3-5-2. I've seen him play 4-3-3. I've seen him play 4-2-3-1, and I've seen him play 4-4-2. So there's just so much variation that I think that's actually causing a lot of issues. They're trying to stems off? I think they're trying to shoehorn the goals as well. That's the the problem because they can't rely on Vardy, so they're trying to use Dakar, and then they're trying to use Vardy and Dakar, and... Well, the problem, problem is they have too many strikers. Yep. They went and bought Dakar, the Javi and Nacho, then they were going to phase Vardy out, then they realised they need Vardy because Vardy's Vardy. You know, just give him a can of Red Bull, he's going to be right. Um, and I think that's what was Brendan's downfall. Yeah, defensively, I know the system fell away. Look at Liverpool when we had no centre-backs. Look at City when they had no centre-backs. You know, it happens. They, even, to the, even to the best teams. Right, it happens. So... I understand that, but their down from start at the start of last season, signing too many strikers and being too top heavy. Yeah. And everyone came out and said, "Well, they're not going to play four two three one, which they've been playing for years because they've got to play four four two because they've got to have two up top." And in the end, it killed Madison being in that free role where you can pick up and run a game in the ten, and it killed their whole midfield, you know, trio there. Um, and yeah, so you know, even Yuri Tillemans, you know, he needs to be freed up. Yeah, that's if he's, he's going to stay. Pardon? That's if he stays. That's if he stays. And I, that's a big question mark at the minute because he's a quality player. They're um, a very 4-2-3-1 team. Sorry to cut you off. That's When, when Leicester that, play their they best... Are, they should be. When and Leicester play Rogers. their best football, it's 4-2-3-1. In Diddy, Tielemans, Pivot, Madison yep. in front, Barnes, Albrighton, and whoever's the yep. informed striker. And it means that someone's going to get pissed off. Yeah, if it it's means Vardy, Dacca and Iheanacho are going to sit there. Could you use Iheanacho on the right as an Albrighton... Yeah. Different type of winger because all Brighton gives you the run on the right, but 
if you need a goal, can you use Inacho off yeah, the right? Of course you can. You could probably shoehorn Dakar out there too because if you're playing him on the same side as Castagne or Pereira, they're very defensively solid fullbacks. It's not yeah. like Justin on the left who wants to get forward and Barnes sort of sits in a bit more. That right winger, you could get away with them being a bit more of a attacking-minded player. So you could probably get away with them on the right, although it's not ideal. I agree. And I feel like their detriment is probably the fact they just didn't stick with the 4 2 3 1 throughout. Because when they played 4 2 3 1 towards the end of the season, and Madison cool. got going. <laughs> yeah. And that's why I wish he was cheaper on fantasy because I would go for him. But Same. he's not. He, he went up in price, which I can't fathom. Did he? Um, wow. Yeah, he did. He went up to 8 mil, which yeah, is. Yeah. Nah, seven and a half would be max I'd pay for him. Yeah. See, I, I would. Seven? Yeah. Seven, seven. If he was seven, I would get him every day. But um, it's it's one of those ones where for Brendan, he's in dangerous territory. If this does not start well, he's gone. And I think that has to be made clear. I know they're so quite a nice club and a well-run club, and they wouldn't go out their way to sack managers, you know, off the cuff, say Watford-esque or yeah. whatever. But I think he would know, and I think Leicester know, Get a low chances. Knows, that if he does not get going and not like finishing top five – early yeah. on, they've got to look elsewhere. And either look elsewhere in terms of getting a manager can play two up top and is known for playing two up top, so they could fit in here, Nacho, Ducker and Vardy and have one of them off the bench, or you start going to get a manager that's going to freshen up playing 4-2-3-1 and just turn around and go, well, you weren't my signing, I'm going to sell you to yeah. Ducker or to Inacho or, you know, God forbid they shipped off Vardy. I couldn't see crazy, that. Crazy, crazy. I couldn't see that happening. Guys, 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 elite still. Yeah. So, I think their detriment it comes from the start of last season signing too many strikers without having a real plan of what they're going to do. It's kind of like playing football manager. And you see enough wonder kids, you keep buying them and go, "Oh, shivers, where I'm going to play these? Play all these wonder kids." You, you know. I think it was the fact gotta, that they knew they could get Dakar and that he was well wanted. That was, that was it. Yeah. That was it. And they just it wanted to the snap him. Was, yeah, they just wanted to. They didn't want to miss out. And in the end, it did him detriment where they could have signed another midfielder or, a, God forbid, another centre-back back after losing two. Yeah. And they haven't me, really gone and replaced either. Like, they're just, bank, they're just banking on Fafana being Fafana. And after an ACL, it's, you know, like, Verge came back and was Verge, but not everyone recovers the same way. And that's what my worry would be for Leicester is defensively, like... They need they need another rock solid centre back and I think they're just lacking it at the moment. Like it's I don't think Westergaard is gonna play though. Still no, he won't Evans, play Fofana. Yeah, it's still not good so though. If you want Champions League. Sonuech is there too. He's been dreadful though, Soyunchu. Yeah, so the last year he was. Oh, they the need to get, was unreal. They need to get one out and one in. That's the thing though. Like they've got to get rid of one of Soyunchu, Evans. They're gonna get rid of Westergaard, but or Vestiga. Like one of those three need to go. Probably Evans, but oh maybe not. Probably Soyuncu actually, the way that he's just after actually, you know when the Soyuncu's downfall has been since the Euros when Turkey bundled it at Euro twenty twenty when it was in twenty twenty one. He has just capitulated since that tournament. Yeah. So I reckon there's a bit of knock of confidence from the Euros with Turkey. I think so too. And maybe oh. a, a move could be on for Soyuncu, and that's maybe the way that they fund a centre back coming in to play with Fafana. And who, I'd be looking at I'd get? be looking at Saliba. I know that he wants to go to Marseille, but if you could pair Fafana and Saliba together, that'd be mental. That would be good. That would be unreal. Yeah, I just don't know who else they can go for after Saliba. Like, who's in the league that you would take? We take someone on loan from a big boy, but good. You know, there's not that many guys looking to leave. That's the other thing too. Um, like no one Not from the back. nah, like all of our centre backs are sort of locked in wherever they are now, aren't they? Really, like a Nat Phillips yeah. or a Williams, potentially. Yeah. That's true. Just trying to think who they could maybe take from City. No one, nothing. AK is going to go to. He's going to go. Chelsea. Yeah. So, what about Malang Sar from Chelsea? Yeah, could go the other way. Could go to Leicester. That's not a bad shout. It just depends. Maybe they'll look abroad. Maybe they'll look at someone. Maybe someone that's a bit more experienced. It's yeah. been around a bit. Maybe someone that's a bit older that's got to calm it down back there. I don't know. For me, Brendan has just got to make a decision of what am I playing? What system do I want to play? Who am I pissing off? 
and that's what we're playing and done. Yeah. And off we go. And if he plays two up top, he's better off maybe playing a diamond and just saying, you know what, my best players play centrally. Yeah, we lose Harvey Barnes, but so be it, we lose Harvey Barnes. He can come on either up front or in the 10 as an impact or... Yeah. Here's the thing. They've always got a lot of options at Leicester, which is a good thing. You need to have a manager that's going to stay in there and go, that's the way. And usually Brendan knows his way. You know it's a 4 2 three, one. You know it's possession-based. Or 4 three, three, even. Yeah, it's one of those two. You know, 4 two, three, one turns into 4 for 3 like that. You yeah. just drop a 10 into a 6. I don't see you them know? doing that, though. I don't see him. They want the wingers. Like the like – the, if they wanted to use Daka and Iheanacho, then you could see it more that Liverpool style, like Vardy pushing coming for – Coming in, everyone coming in, yeah. And then Barnes and then one of Iheanacho or Daka off the right. Or well, Barnes can play off the enough, right though. too. What was that? Well, Brighton's good enough. He's very technically gifted. Yeah, he's good he's enough. But he... get enough of, he's someone that doesn't get enough credit for how good he actually is. I know, is, but Brighton. he won the title with them. You know, that's, you know, six years ago at this point. Thing is, every manager drops him at the start and then by the end of their career, by the end of their campaign, he's playing because he's so good. So he's one of those guys that I have a lot of respect for, that he stays in that team. Yeah, I know, but... Rogers' issue is pick a system and get a centre-back. And get your starting 11. And you get a centre-back, Brendan's going to be good and the Leicester Leicester side's going to be good. If not, Paul, it's going to be... You know, looking at this list of teams that we're going through today, yeah, Leicester's the team I've got the biggest question marks over. They could, I I would agree. They could either finish fourth or they could finish fourteenth. And I think they're going to finish in around tenth or eleventh with Rogers sacked. But yeah, there has to be some big changes, like culturally. They need to sack Rogers earlier than if they do it. If it goes right, if it goes pear shaped, you get. Who you need to get in? That's it. What's Claudio Ranieri doing? I'd be trying yeah. to headhunt Ange. Yeah, I know uh, it sounds bit, weird, bit, like following Rogers. Bit, bit early for it, but oh. I would agree. I think Ange is another year in Scottish football. Yeah, where he's the man at Celtic. Yeah. But I like that's a job I'd love him to take. That's like the st- that next step, like solid Premier League club. Yeah. You know, can he then get them Champions League football that way? Like, that would be, like, mental, but I don't think it's this season. But you never know. Stranger things, man. Like, they pulled the Premier League. It happened for Gerrard. You know, no one thought he would have left Rangers for Villa, but the pull of the Premier League's big and the pull of a team like Leicester when you get backed and the fans are good and, the you know, the, the list is in an interesting spot that he could work with. Who knows? Yeah. I'd like Brendan to be able to turn it around because I actually like Brendan. But I do too. You know, at the moment, it doesn't look like that's going to be the case. I don't know. He's a good enough coach too. That's the thing. Yeah, 100% he is. Yeah. But they're not going to take another season out of the Champions League, I don't think. And if he bottles it for a fourth year in a row, then they're probably going to say, look, we've stuck by you, but time to part ways. And then for him finding another job, that's going to be tough. Too, yeah, I think. Arsenal. They're not happy with That's what happens. We'll get to Arsenal a bit later, but we'll move from Leicester down to London. Um, any final thoughts quickly on Leicester? I'm happy to move to London, mate, because I right. think that's Leicester talk could go all night. Beauty. So we're moving over to the London Stadium that was donated to this next club uh, a while ago. But West Ham, another one of those teams that faded at the end of last season. They could have done us a real big favour second to last game of the the season um, in knocking off City. But yep. they crumbled um, and only got a draw. But we'll take it. But this is another team similar to Leicester where they're in a bit of a different spot. They kind of have overachieved, I'd say, the last two years. I don't know if you'd agree with that. Yeah. Um, but they've really consolidated now towards the top of the table. But they've had two years where they've fell away uh, due to their squad being um, probably a bit too thin. I think them, you know, chasing the Europa League, which we said on the podcast was the right thing to do yep. because for them, the chance to be in the Champions League was going to come through winning the Europa League over finishing fourth. 100%. That ultimately has now cost them a spot in the Europa League, funny enough, and they're going to be playing the Conference League this year instead. 
because Which I think suits him in the league. It probably does um, because you'd think that their rotationary squad should get the job done early days um, of the Conference League, but you never know. It's European football. But I think we've made it very clear that they're a team very opposite to Leicester, that they're lacking depth up front. Where Leicester have too much depth up front, I think their West Ham's main issue is they don't have the depth up front. So they were challenged last year defensively. They lost Ogbonna. They lost Zuma for big periods of the season. And yep. they managed to cover with like, I think Diop played the, is it yeah, Diop? I can't Diop. remember now. But they yeah, had Diop like played. different, they had so many different centre-back pairings and they managed to keep it relatively together. Their midfield was not really overly challenged. Like I felt like Suchek and Rice played a lot of minutes last year. Um, but Rice coming off a of Euros, a big season and a World Cup this year is going to need some support in those deeper areas. Yep. But between their front four, so you're looking at Lanzini, Fournaus, Banrama, Antonio Bowen. Yep. That's it. Five guys, really, that played, that carried that load in a front four. And that's really, not going to happen again. Really, Antonio carried it for 12 matches start of the season last year. They did nothing. Yeah. Bowen was on all season. Funerals towards the end of the season came good. but Benzini was out early days and Ben Rama yeah. was in and out. Ben Rama's start of the year last year was the best so Premier good. League, fantasy <laughs> Premier League asset that there was. But, yeah, it's a weird one for West Ham because I think they would have been happy with last year. Oh, 100%. And, and can they push on if they make the right signings? And it sounds like they're signing Skamaka there from... Oh, uh, boy. From, from Sassuolo. Yeah, and uh, that's a, that's that means they can move Antonio out wide, which helps them because I don't think Antonio is much of a striker. No, he's been doing a job. He just does a job. He feels in. They needed number nine desperately. So if that's how it goes, and they get Skamaka, they could have a really good year. For me, it's again how stable are they at the back, and hopefully they are. Yeah. Declan Rice is staying, but he needs support in the middle. So for me, I actually feel like they need to sign another six just to give some support and some cover. Yeah. And then they're going to be okay next year, and they're going to be dangerous, especially with Bowen. Bowen doesn't look like he's going anywhere. He's so good. And he is going to be mental again next year. We know that. We know that if Skamaka joins, he knows how to find the back of the net. Antonio is going to be good. Berano, I think, is overrated because everyone remembers what he did at the start of the year last year. Well, he knows yeah. he could do a thing. I think the one player that they definitely need to sign and hopefully they do get him is Jesse Lingard. Yeah, that'd be get good. Lingard in there too, they're going to be good next year and push for five, fourth, et cetera. Yeah. We need a six and Lingard with Skamaka joining. That's they good need shout. All three. Yeah. I think they definitely need the striker. Uh, I'm just trying to find our like, football chat in Discord and. It looks like someone's deleted it, so that's a bit no, annoying. Jazz had him. He's joining, but he's joining. He doesn't hasn't been confirmed, but it looks very much on. Fabrizio hasn't tweeted it yet. If Fabrizio tweeted it, then you know it's done. Um, Who's that for? Uh, Skamaka. Yeah, I've seen um, that. He had a centre back as well, but I can't get into the channel, which is weird. Oh, football! There it is. Wait a minute, found it. Um, I don't know who the centre back is though. Apparently, Broge is going to go there on loan if they get Skamaka as well to provide another option. I don't but mind I that. Like the, I think that's a dead loan, though, of how many front players they have. It's just a depth. Yeah. Depth playing. He'll back himself to try and be the second option. Um, it's all right. Broge is no good anyway. You don't want him. I don't mind him. He needs time. He's only young. But I do forget that. West Ham is one of those teams where, yeah, I think you're right. They need probably an eight, to be fair. Because like Suchek is not as young as we think as well. Um, Sue Fowl probably needs some help at right back. I think that Ben Johnson dude, he's not too bad actually. Creswell at left back probably could deal with some competition. Although he's been really good. Again, you're hedging your bets on a 31, 32-year-old fullback in a system that he's expected to get up and down. You probably just want someone there uh, just in case. Yeah. Um, but that's sort of where they're, they're, it's just been depth for West Ham, hasn't it? Like they're starting 11 when they're on the park. Like they've got a real clear understanding of how they, they play, do. but it's just that next line of guys other than at centre back is their issue. Um, so 
obviously another year of th- you know three dom- or three domestic competitions and a European uh, campaign. Really, they need that extra bit of quality if it's not going to come through their kids. Yeah, which it might. And West Ham do have a habit of producing a few. So, and they replace Mark Noble. I think out of the play- teams we're going to talk about, they're the least with a question mark about what they're going to bring next year. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Um, because I think they're the most stable because they know that all their big boys are staying. Yeah, that's a good point. So, and they can build on that. And I think they will build on that. And I do think they're going to end up with Skamaka. And I do think they're going to end up with Jesse Lingard. And then it's just up to what they do with that third spot, which I think needs to be six slash eight to back up Declan Rice. Yep. I and agree at the end that. of the day, if a club turned around to me right now and said he's 80 mil for Declan Rice, I'm selling him to bring in two. Yeah. And two guys will probably walk into your starting 11. What's Calvin Phillips up to? You can get him. Well, he's going to Man City. Is it done, though? Yeah. Got done last week. Is it? Yeah. All done, mate. What? That happened very quickly. He's 100% done. It happened, like, straight after the Darwin deal. (laughs) Calvin Phillips is already there. He's already there. Yeah. And I'm salty because that frustrated me a lot, that deal, because... There's no risk for City in that deal. I'm a, I'm 99% sure it's done. I'm pretty sure it's done. All right. As you... Yeah, it, it, it is done because he is there as a five mil player on fantasy. There you family. go. Told you done. That is tempting. Nah. The type of guy get on nah, he'll just sit there, do the Rodri roll. Yeah. All right. Any final comments on West End before we get into the big dogs? Uh, they'll finish top six. Oh, God. All right. Here we go. Now we've got six and five. And we'll, do, we'll do it in that order. The team that won the Bangkok International Trophy. Yep. Beating Liverpool 4 0. When it's we used 32, 32 players in a game. But I must say, that hit out from Ten Hag was very much people playing for spots. And I actually really liked that. And then you watch them against Melbourne Victory and they conceded inside a couple of minutes. I saw the goal they conceded, but I didn't see the game. Apparently they paid well after that. I didn't watch it. The game I watched, which was against Liverpool, I thought they looked pretty good. Although Liverpool were not at all interested in that game whatsoever. We were just there to get half an hour into every player. We we played kids I never heard of. Yes, but we can only judge United on what was in front of them. Put and it this way, I thought they were that good. I have had Rashford in a couple of my fantasy <laughs> Premier League drafts. Yeah. And Sancho was probably the similar for me um, as well, and I've been very critical of Sancho um, on this podcast in particular. But, it you know, pre-season's pre-season. Yeah, I, I never look into pre-season. Same here. But prom- it was promising. If you're a United supporter, my... Concerns are still in the middle of the park uh, for United. I think if they can get the defence right, it's good enough. Um, they're probably lacking a right back still. I think Juan Bissaka, it's time to go. He needs to go back to a a club around the Palace level, I think, and just let him just run free down a right wing. I just don't think it's really worked for him at United, and I think now's the time. You know, if you were the World Cup around the corner, he probably needs to play football. Dalot's yep. probably got him at the moment for that starting I role, but I still don't think he's really good enough either. Um, oh, we haven't seen enough from him. I think the games he's played has actually been okay. Yeah, but I don't think for a club of Man United size, he's the starting. He should be the starting right back, but that's another issue. Luke Shaw, if he's at full fitness, is more than serviceable, and then obviously Varane and Maguire need to be the pairing at the moment, um, unless something happens, but. They need to find a way to get Maguire's confidence back. They've given him the captaincy, which I think is massive. I think Ten Hag could have come in and taken that from him. Um, and the I fact that, that he hasn't is probably a promising sign that he's going to back him at least to start with. But I don't think Lindelof puts enough pressure on regardless to take that spot. One. So they probably need a centre-back to just compete because uh, Eric Bailly is the same. I, don't, I think he's past it. Um, the hype of him sort of died off. So they're looking at really, I think, a centre mid and a centre back, like a real six. Because I think Fred actually looks okay when he plays as an eight. I don't know what you think I of do too. Fred. I do too. I was going to say Eric Bai is someone that could end up at Leicester. Yeah, that's a good shout, actually. 
I just thought of that as soon as you said his name. I was like, far out, he could end up at Leicester. Yeah, and that's probably a win-win, to be honest. Yeah, if Man United want to fund a centre-back, tell Bailly to buy someone else and Leicester get a proven Premier League quantity at the back alongside Fafana. Yeah, I don't mind that. And he can play regularly. I yeah, like that. that's Demo takes. Look at that. Look He's at making that. up, like, making up transfers like, as we go. I heard that on top of my head. I was like, "Hello." Yeah, I don't mind that. We might have to clip that up for TikTok. Um, so, I just think the big area. So, Donny Van de Beek isn't a six. So, I think if him and Fred are playing eight. as the two eights, it's not bad. It's not too bad. Scott- Scott McTominay is not a six. I don't mind him though, but yeah, he's not. He's he's better when he plays box to box. What happens when they sign De Jong? If they sign De Jong, that's the problem. Well, and again, he's not a six. He probably plays. Oh god, he probably plays more as a six, but he's not a. He's not a box to box. He's more that the FM terms. I know we use him a lot. That deep yeah. playmaker that can just be there, but he's yeah. not a traditional. I don't he's not a traditional. Fabinho six that wins the ball. Yeah, he's just the the facilitator from deep, but doesn't need like the way we use Thiago when we play as a two. Yeah, he just pings balls around and whatever, but he's not going to make crunching tackles. That's my take on Diong. I haven't watched a lot of him. Granted, next year we've got La Liga on Optus. I'll probably I'll watch, watch more. Um, yeah, but I haven't had the chance to really watch him too much. So. Oh. Maybe he is that type of six. I, I just I know him as more of a creative player than a stopgap big. Like I, I see him like a Basuma with a better range of passing. Yeah, I hear. You. So I would agree. I mean, maybe the that's the other c- thing I will say is they've got those three. So they've got Scott Bintomery, they've got Fred, Donnie. they've got Donny. You've then got to fit Bruno into the middle of that park. Bruno's the one that makes it awkward. Yeah, because four three three for them would be the best. And they've signed Christian Eriksen on a free. Or do you turn Bruno into an eight and do what we said last year? Yeah, but where do you play Christian Eriksen? Because he's too good to bench. Oh, I don't think Eriksen plays every game though. True. They pick and choose what he plays. I think they'll pick. I think they should actually play four three three with one of Eriksen and Bruno in the team at all times, and they rotate. I think that's the way um, to go because they're playing. Well, they got Europa League as well. I, honest, I honestly think that you could play one of Bruno Eriksson out wide as this free roaming, pick your spot and pick your gap sort of wide playmaker. The way they should have used Pogba. Yes. When he had that game Pogba. against Leeds, he got four assists. Yeah, just drift into where you want to see space and play. Give him the creative freedom. So do you I play him on the left of a three play. though, and then allow that Rashford? Who else Rashford could play out there? Martial if he stays. Yeah. To play left and and but be more with the striker. Yeah. But again, it depends who's gonna be up. Who's gonna be up front? Is it Ronaldo? Well, for, for me, this is the question that and this is gonna sound ludicrous, Paul, so don't laugh my head off when I say this. If United sell Ronaldo, they finish top four. If United I agree. keep Ronaldo, they finish fifth or sixth. I agree. Because Ronaldo may score him 19, 20 goals, but kill the rest of their way they will play throughout the whole year. Yeah, and second, we saw that last year. Hag against us came out and pressed the shit out of us. With yes, energy. No the, you know, yes, no one had anything at the back. I think the moment you take Ronaldo out and you get Rashford up top with another runner on the right, with one of the Bruno Eriksson guys on the left, and they start Oh, well, we got Sancho on the right then. Yeah, Sancho on the right with Rashford up top and Bruno on the left. They all of a sudden can press and hurry and dig, be dogged and get in faces and win the ball. Oh, back. I've then got a can, thing for you. And then we can play De Jong as a deep line playmaker if you're Man United because then you're already high up the pitch. Bang, off you go. I've got the shape for you. 4 3 3 with a 4. It's either 4 3 3 with a 4 2 3 1. One of the two. It's a 4 3 3. They could play a 4 triple 2. But nah, I, I didn't like, like it when it. they did that. I don't like it either. All right. The two open in the middle of the park. They need they need a six, they need a six okay. Yeah. But the, so the six. team that I've got here in front of me has it yeah. as McTominay. But I don't. Worst case scenario, he can do it. He can. It can be and McTominay the ba- or De Jong. Okay, so let's put De Jong in there. Get, right? I think they're going to get De Jong by the end of it. This is the six players that I would want to see in the similar roles. Doesn't mean it's the starting eleven. So it's yep. McTominay or De Jong sitting. Yep. 
Yep. Bruno or Ericsson on the left of the three in midfield because yep. Sancho plays on the left of the three, neck yep. like up there with Rashford together. Yeah. So there's space there for that creative player to drift into with Luke Shaw bombing. So you've got yeah. an overload on the left. On the right, it's a langer at the moment because I think he's actually proven himself to be able to play at the level with Rashford through the middle. And you've got Martial as a question mark. Whether he stays or goes, that can fund into someone else. I don't think Alanga starts from minute one, but Alanga will be in that team by the end of the year. Yeah. And then you got Donny... Sorry, and then the other centre midfield is either Donny or Fred in the eight on the right. Yeah. Well, I think it's Donny and Fred together with then a, with then a six, and then you're playing one of Bruno Eriksson on the left. one game. Yeah. I don't, think one, can get rid of, of, I don't think Eriksson can play out wide, though. I don't think so either. Otherwise, Shaw is. needs to just give I'll everything. Tell what he could, I'll tell you what you could do is play one of them in a false line. Just tell him, mate, every time you get the ball, you drop in between the spaces and pick it up and we play off you. And then Rashford moves over to the right, or Sancho. No, sorry, Rashford to the left, Sancho to the right. And just tell him every time one of them they drop, start from their centre backs and drop in. You just make that D oh. line run inside, <laughs> and all it, all it is is that Bruno gets it, either plays off a shoulder, lays it back. It's like that Bobby bullshit. roll. Yeah, and and then it's that ball in between centre back and full back with the swinger coming in. And you got Rashford and Sancho attacking the space yeah. in between oh my god that sounds and delightful. then and then if you don't get in behind they're already that high up the park like then you can knock it around with your creativity that you've got with sure bombing on with the lot and there you are you've got numbers imagine you go bruno up front in that i'm Ericsson not a man in the three fan, but fuck, it would be good so imagine it imagine it's bruno in the nine as a false nine yep then you've got rashford off the left sancho off the right yep. ericsson fred de jong yep. Yep. Like <laughs> I know. And that's I, like I, I, hard I'm, workers as well. I'm not a Man United fan, but far out I'm craving for a good year for Man United Ugh. just to know that we were that good and we had a year where United were actually decent. Yeah. We were better than them because I just want to be able to, you know. That has I potential. Don't, I don't I look. I like going to Old Trafford and spanking them every time. Yeah, it's I been a nice change a, of pace. I need a season where it's two frantic games. And they're competitive. And Old Trafford and Anfield and they're competitive. I need it. Yeah, so that I, think, I, need, I don't think they need much. It's it's, it's the actual style. It's the style. They need a six, big time, and they need to figure out what's happening up front. And yes. then I think, and they need a centre back. I think they and do they need, need Varane with someone. Slate me for all you want. They need to get rid of Ronaldo because it's not all about him. The moment they make it about the team, then it's fine. Because so Ronaldo's not going to give him the press. Might, yeah. And, and that was the problem. So we'd watch games together and they just get passed out because Ronaldo yeah. doesn't have it in him. And I don't blame yeah. him. That's not it's what not he came to do. He's come to old. finish goals. But yeah. you, you, you're ultimately carrying someone. You can't do that in the Premier at the League. End, at the end of the day, you still realise they still have Cavani sitting there. and the guy No, he's gone. Fucking... He's gone to Barca, I think. He's going on a free. Is that done? His, con- well, his contract's expired. They didn't renew it. Okay. Well, he's a free fine. agent. I would have kept him, but oh, he didn't want to stay. And I don't blame him because they've pissed him about for two years, poor bloke. I'd take him. I don't want to bet. Imagine him playing for Liverpool. Imagine, oh, yeah, whip it. Imagine Trent and Robbo picking him out and him doing these. Boom! Flying yeah, at the ball. <laughs> right. Flying at the ball. For anyone that's listening, you actually have to come over to YouTube and like get to 43 minutes because I just imitated a diving header towards my GoPro. Yeah. He's currently without a club at the minute. It yeah. looks like Barca might slap him up. Yeah, well, I don't know, because Lewandowski actually looks like he might get done. Now. Anyway, that's a whole other issue. So, United, my question marks are for them. Obviously, it's a six, but I think they get that done. Yep. Center back, right back. I think at the right-hand side, the lot's good enough for them. And then one beside is the backup. For them, they need to chase the center back. Yeah, and that's center back's it. priority. Center back in a six priority for them. Yeah, I think, I think the other thing I would have done is I would have kept uh, Henderson again and competitive with De Gea, but I guess this is a He wants to play in a World Cup year, though. I don't blame him. Yeah, which I don't blame him either. Last yeah. year was the year that they could have maybe said to De Gea or whatever, but I still think De Gea's quality. a good year. Anyway, so. Yeah, I still think De Gea's quality. So. Yeah. So United's one of those ones where oh, it's going to be interesting to see how well they take the Europa League on this year. Because it's something that they have actually been really competitive with in the past when they have been in it and they've actually gone deep and they did win it a few years ago. There's going to be a lot of games and a lot of these guys here that we're talking about are going to have big seasons. 
That's why they me. sign Ericsson, though. Yeah, but again, you know, does he play at the World Oh, Denmark, yeah, they qualify. They're in our group. Does he go? That's the next question. He probably does go to the World Cup. His heart's okay, then yes. So that's what I'm saying. Like, we're looking at... So McTominay didn't make it. De Jong, if he signs, will go. Bruno goes. Ericsson goes. Donny goes. Fred probably doesn't go. Maybe no, he, he goes stays. and doesn't play. Alanga goes. I think Sweden made it. Yeah. Rashford goes. Sancho goes. So, like, the Shaw goes. Maguire goes. So, you know, you're talking, you know, all that. Like, the higher goes. The higher goes. Varane goes. I mean, Dalot goes. I didn't think, I thought Portugal didn't qualify, but they must have at the last minute. Um, so, you know, you're talking about a lot of their guys are all going to the World Cup. So they're going to have big seasons. And again, I don't think their depth is good enough for Man United standards either. Yeah. So that's going to be like, a challenge. You know, what, you know what they need to do is just have a look at some of their kids and bring them through. Yeah. Get them playing for the sleeve. And that's what probably the what they're missing as well. They don't have a lot of guys. Like Rashford. Rashford's the only guy that's come through Scott, their academy at the moment. Scott McTomery. Well, oh, did he come through the academy? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Fair enough. I don't know if he did or not, but... Okay. Look, I'm not a man United <clears> expert, but surely there's some kids that are sitting there that you're going, come on. There's meant to be Charlie McNeil, I think his name is, is a midfielder. Um, yeah, yeah. I pick him up. On, I'm picking him up on uh, FM Football Manager a bit. Yep. Yeah, he's meant to be kind of ready. Oh, Langer's come through as well. To be fair, yeah. um, there's a couple, but anyway. All right, Man United again. What are your thoughts this season? Where are they going to end up? It's anywhere between fourth to sixth. I think they'll be up there. Yeah, um, I agree. I think it'll be a very good first year from Ten Hag. I think there's one thing if there's a United fan listening, don't get on his back. This is just to give him a two years to build what he needs to build. This is your chance to get out of the slop. Let yep. him build what he needs to build. I would have to agree with you on that one as I just quickly try to write a note down here. Um, yeah, they're kind of they're fighting for that fourth spot. And the team that they're going to be fighting for that fourth spot with, Arsenal. <sighs> I don't know. I really don't know. And the issue with Arsenal is, the big question is, what Arsenal turns up on a regular basis? Because if it's the good Arsenal, then they'll be up there. They'll be up there. And if it's the Arsenal that's got Gabby Jesus fit and firing and scoring goals like he has in preseason, then they may have eradicated their issue. Now, again, another year of Europa League football. They've already gone and brought in uh, Vieira, who's a decent player from Porto. They've yep. brought in Jesus. Yep. And there's one more that they're looking at that I'm stuck on and I've just gone blank. But this is the first time in a very long time that I've seen Arsenal get a lot of business done early doors. So that's been positive. Oh, they're getting that Martinez bloke from Ajax, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The centre-back, left-back, midfielder. Yeah, yep. Lissandro Martinez. For me, a lot of it rests on what happens with Kieran Tierney, I think, because he's a barometer for that team. Whether he plays left-back, whether he plays centre-back this year, I don't really know. Um, with, he's a play left-back. With Martinez coming in, though, it creates a big conversation because Martinez can play left-back, can play centre-back, can play midfield. I think predominantly he wants to play left-back, so Tierney hasn't got the track record to say that he's going to stay fit. Whether they play a three... With Tierney as a left back and Tomiyasu playing as a bombing on fullback, I don't know. I think uh, they need a they need to play a four. They need to play a four two three one. How they played towards most part of the second half of the season. Yeah, so I just think their midfield the issue. Again, I again agree because I look at that midfield all the time and I go, just it's just not just missing. Yeah, it's missing things. Fabio Vieira is a very good pickup, and yes, he'll probably play in the 10 and be good. You know, Odegaard's good depth, and, you know, Odegaard can fill a role. For me, it's just that who is winning the ball back? No one. Again. Oh, and I'm just like, I'm just like <laughs> is he good enough? Nah, he's a squad player, but he he's not starting. No, he shouldn't be. And the issue is they're going to go into this season at this rate with it being Xhaka and Party, and Party doesn't have the... The fitness track record either. 
So no, he doesn't. And then I don't. I don't. Uh, Xhaka is a good leader. Oh, he needs to move though. Him. He's been he there too long. Yeah, you don't want him being the number one name on the team sheet, do you? Nah. They need a them, six. I look at them going forward. I'm just like, hello. Yeah, between Saka, Martinelli, Smith Rowe, Odegaard, Jesus. Yeah. Take your pick. Pepe goes surely. There's no I way he stays. Pepe, Pepe should be funding a move for a, for a midfielder. Six. Yeah. And then whether Saliba actually stays. I think he looks well, like he's going to Marseille on loan looks again. Looks like it. I, I would be, you know, I don't know what's going on there. But he wants to play know, Champions League. It. I don't blame him. We've said it many times. He's fitted a bit of an Arsenal squad in the last two years. I don't think he'll ever play a game for prem- in the Premier no, League for I Arsenal. I, I think he'll think end he- up staying at Marseille. Yeah. At I this rate. Too. Yeah. So they've got to stop banking on him, to be honest. Because a lot of Arsenal fans and a lot of talk is if we get Saliba in the team, when Saliba comes back, stop. Like, he's been there for three years. He's played one game, and it wasn't the Premier League. Start planning without him. If you've got him, brilliant. They'll make a profit on him, regardless. They only paid $17 million for him. But I don't see a world where he plays for Arsenal because of Which the sad. stuff that he's gone through with that club. Between Gabriel, Ben White, Martinez, I guess, if they get him... I mean, actually, you can play through the middle if needs or right back. If they're playing a four, you'll play on the right. If they're playing a three, you can play either. Um, Again, defensively, am I missing anyone there? I don't think I am. I don't think that's really good enough if you're going to push for Champions League. Um, I think Ramsdale's a really good number one um, that they've got. Leno looks like he's out the door as well. Um, They've brought in this dude from... Fulham. Well, that's a good shout um, they've brought in a guy from America last season to come and be the two. Um, who, you know, who knows? Whatever. How often do you use your number two? So, I don't know. Arsenal's one of those teams where if it clicks, and when they play their best, like their get their ceiling and their floor is so far apart. That's my worry. That's and, my that's always my worry of Arsenal is that they're so hit and miss. Yeah. I think my it, question is for you is you're playing Jesus on the right you're playing Jesus nah, through, through the, middle. the middle they've given him the nine he's gone through the middle so Ankeddy is not playing then after signing a five year deal and wearing the number 14 Thierry Henry he'll be in the squad but he doesn't start such a bad move for him to sign a new deal then well he's getting 100 Why grand a week and he probably doesn't want to leave like he's from London so Apparently it was like, you play me or I'm not signing a new deal. And then they played him. And, and then they've got to sign Jesus. <laughs> yeah. And they signed him. And then as soon as they Look, signed it's him, gonna, signed he'll Jesus. play enough minutes. Like there's enough football going around that he'll play. But the he's issue playing. is he's not going to be the, the number one striker unless so he, he does something stupid and starts scoring for fun off the bench in big games or starts taking his chances in the Europa League and something happens to Jesus. But you're not spending fifty million on a striker and then playing a guy that's played for seven good games through the back end of the season. Yeah, that's fair. My question is then: Are you playing Martinelli on the left as a starting left winger? No, I'm playing Smith Rowe there. And then you're playing Saka on the right. Yeah, with Odegaard and Jesus, and that's a good four. Yeah, that's fair. I like that. That's a really good four. But again, like the thing with Arsenal is there's plenty of opportunities for games. Jesus can play either side. He can play left or right. But again, he wouldn't have signed for them if he wasn't going to play through the middle. Yeah. And everything I've seen of him in preseason has been through the middle. So, you know, and they're not giving him the number nine shirt to go play on the wing. So there's just lots of things that are telling me that he's the guy and he's hit the ground running in preseason. So, yeah, he has looked good in preseason. He's, he's borderline good enough to make me think about getting him in my fantasy team. Yeah, he's just. Well, is he eight and a half, though? He's a bit expensive for me. I think. Yeah, nah. I'm playing one striker. <laughs> Same here. I'm playing one striker. So Harland or Kane, Paul? Was it Harland or Kane? Harland. Same here. A lot of people going for Kane, though. Yeah. Anyway, so Arsenal, big issue. They need a six. They, they really do need a six. Um, and I don't know who it's going to be, to be honest. Um, it's just hard. There's not really anyone there. They need, to they need to go abroad to get like a Thiago Mendes or something like that. From Tielemans is very heavily linked. but Yeah, but he's an eight. 
I know. He's but like, it's whether like Party six. then does a job as the six or... And what, Party and Jack are swapping in and out? Potentially. And, and they got somebody, Laconga, that needs to develop as well. I could get away with it, but is it good enough to finish in the four? The issue is the situation they're at. I mean, they've got the Europa League there, obviously, but they just don't have the pool. Like, they don't have the pool that Spurs do with Conte and Champions League and... You know, like yeah. Basuma had his choice and went Spurs. You know what I mean? Like, just I would have too. One hundred percent. But you know, Arsenal had been in for Basuma for eighteen months and couldn't get the deal done. So that's my worry: is that they're going to miss out? So they're going to have to go a bit outside the box and try and find that deal or that gem from somewhere else because I don't think they're actually going to be able to buy within the league unless they're going to, you know teams that we spoke about in part one and part two you know like do yeah. they go try to get Decoray from Everton or you know like guys like that you know who are good yeah I'll get you but you know or do they try to get Allen or from Everton I know I'm using two Everton examples there but you know that's probably the level that they're looking to poach from because I don't think they can poach from any of the teams that we just spoke about today other than like Tielemans who's said he wants to leave I don't see them getting anyone from Brighton, West Ham, or Man United. So, you know, I don't see a Ruben Neves wanting to leave Wolves or a Moutinho wanting to leave Wolves or Dendonka to go don't play for know. Arsenal. No. So, although they're a big club historically, I don't think they're going to have to try and cast a net. They're probably going to get some Brazilian guy in because that's sort of been their scouting lately. And to be fair, it's been working. Like The majority of their signings in the last two seasons have actually been... Pretty solid. Decent. They've they've been good. Ramsdale, good pat on the back. Tommy Asu, good pat on the back. Jesus looks like he's going to be good. Martinelli. Yeah. Well, the only one that's been iffy has been Sambi Lakonga, but he's young. Oh, and Tavares. Yeah. But I kind of feel for Tavares. Tavares is young enough too. Sounds like he's gone on loan though. So yeah. that for him going out on loan tells me they're bringing a left back in. That's the thing. So and that's Mar- that's Martin Lissandro Martinez. Who's going to push Tierney or one of them plays centre back? Yeah, which I think Martinez will play centre back alongside Ben White. Yeah, more Gabriel. With Tom, yeah, one of them two, and then Tommy Asu plays on the right with Gilly on the left till he gets injured. Until he gets injured, they use well, Martinez yeah, at left back. Martin left. That's just pretty much what's going to happen. <laughs> the insurance that. policy. That's what it is. That's what they're doing. For me, a lot of what how good Arsenal going to be next year is going to be a lot on Saka, and that's a big, big, big weight of expectation. But what a player! Yeah. And then if Jesus can hit the round down running. I am a big believer that Martinelli will be a starting player by the, on that left-hand side. I just don't know if it's going to be the start of the year. Because if he was going to be a starting player from moment one, everyone should have him in his fantasy six mil. Yeah, I know. I love him. I he's one of my favourites in the league. I can't do it. Until the role's there. Until I know he's going to be nailed on. Yeah. And he's going to play but a lot someone, of minutes as well this year with the Europa League and the Cups and things too. So Five, five subs in the Prem, mate. He's oh, yeah, I keep forgetting about that going to play a lot. And he can play through the middle. Mate, that's what's dangerous. I, I want to get him in my fantasy team so bad. That's that's one guy I look at and I go every time. just like, I could free up so much money to get you in. But yeah. You'd have to take away a primo and then run like him as your fifth midfielder as a six. No, I know what I'll do in my team. I know that he comes out exactly who he comes out oh, for. There you go. Fair enough. Mason, Mason me out to Martinelli and a, oh, a big shout. to Jesus. Big shout. Back in the know, Arsenal. Yeah, I know. Tommy Asu at the back. Oh. Arsenal players. I couldn't do that. And my prediction for Arsenal is they're going to finish fifth or sixth. Yeah, I'm in the same bracket, to be honest. And Arteta gets a sack. No, I don't Finishing know Finishing fifth or sixth, and they're going to lose patience. You never know. Um, and it's going to end up with Brendan Rodgers at Arsenal, and it's going to end up with Ange Postacoglu at uh, Brighton. Brighton? Leicester. Oh, Leicester, sorry. Apologies. I looked at Brighton on our run sheet. Actually, you know what? Speaking of Brighton, Potter could get this job. Yeah, that'd be massive. That'd be more likely, I probably than Brendan. That or Patrick Vieira. Nah, not yet. Palace. He's building at Palace. If he has a Palace, have a really good year and I sack Arteta. I don't know. I just don't think the board's going to sack Arteta because I don't. They they haven't, and they when they should have. And now they've actually built something and got some sort of stability. Is it the time not to sack him? So this would be the most Arsenal time to sack him (laughs) after a season when they finish fifth or sixth. Yeah, For me, I think Arsenal should go gun hurt the Europa League because I actually think they could win the thing and get in the Champions League that way. That's their best chance, I think. I think so too because the top four is not, too far away at this point. 
for me, Spurs have improved so much. Chelsea are Chelsea, where we are who we are, and City are City. Yeah. For me, it's a very hard four to break into. The only reason I think United can break into it is if Ronaldo's not there, Ten Hag, and the way they could play could be good enough. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you there because the squad's there already. So they've got the yeah. existing squad in place. No one else has yeah. the, the team or the finances to to break into the four currently. This yeah. was Arsenal's chance this year, and they blew it. Yeah, they should have been there. They obviously did, Yeah, you know, last five games of the season. They didn't do themselves justice. But, yep. you know, we've, we've seen history of that throughout the year with Leicester, throughout the years with Leicester doing that. So we'll see. But there's enough there for an Arsenal fan to believe, and there's enough there for an Arsenal fan to know you're going to be competitive and have a good year. But are you going to be there in the four come end of the year? I don't think so. Yeah, and I'd agree with that too, to be honest. So lots covered. We've just ticked over the hour mark. I'm pretty sure we don't have any questions, so we'll leave that anyway. If you are, or if you've made it to this point of the podcast, make sure you get your questions in for the top four review. That'll be out next week in the lead up to um, the Premier League season starting. So if you've got any questions from either of our reviews or you want us to to go back and um, sort of review things, because it has been a few weeks since we did start this series, yep. make sure you get in the Discord, which is uh, in the description of the video or the podcast. Damo, thank you for your time again um, all, and your insight. Much appreciated. All good, all good, mate. Come on, Cam Smith. Come on, go win the Open, buddy. Yep, and we might be able to have a bit of a review on that one next week when we are back for our top four preview. But for me, this has been episode 55 of the PD Sports Podcast, and we will see you very shortly for another episode and another fun discussion about our Premier League preview.